Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. 
We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 105 7th Avenue West. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast on every Sunday night from 806 to 906 Mountain Time. If you want to get involved with the program tonight, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call us tonight. 701-225-5133 is our studio number, or you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Again, 701-290-7862 with any questions or comments, or if you just want to let us know where you're listening from, we like that too. Or you can email us if you're out of country tonight, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you, Seth, and we've got uh, a full studio full of people. Uh, these are we've got Seth running the controls tonight. He's training Abe Simons, who uh, I think could do it anyway. He uh, he just Seth's coming in one more time and trying to teach him how to do all this stuff. And then we've got uh, we've got Dakota and Jackie here. They're waving at me, which doesn't do any good on the radio. Got Philip here. Now these are outside of Seth. I got so there's four of my grandkids here tonight. So these are my some of my older grandkids that just. The weather was so nice, they just wanted to get out of the house. What is it outside? Man, it feels cold. That windshield must be really, really cold tonight. Be careful tonight. It's it's um, In Dickinson, North Dakota, it is cold. And, of course, as Seth said, you you could be listening several different ways. You could be listening in uh, Dickinson on the KDIX AM station. The windshield's negative 24 here in Dickinson. And it's the te- air temperature is negative three. You could be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two or on KDIX.net. And if you are listening tonight, as he said, please, please text me, which many many people are doing. We have the um, we have uh, the Schulers listening in Grafton tonight. He said, "Preach it hot tonight." <laughs> I guess as cold as it is, I better. Um, we've got the um, we've got the uh, who else here listening. Um, the Matherns are listening tonight. Uh, it's, what is it, 9 degrees in Hot Springs. We've got Lori listening in Hot Springs, South Dakota tonight. We've got Becky in Florida listening, Billy in the Philippines, and the Jacob Hostetler family in Pennsylvania listening tonight. So those are some of the ones that have um, texted me so far. Oh, we've got we've even got uh, people from as far away as Belfield, North Dakota, listening. And uh, you, if you are listening online, I want you to know this is a live radio show, so you can you can text me and with questions. Uh, make sure they're nice. Don't say anything mean to me tonight. I'm going to um, be talking about something, and I'm going to try to carefully talk about this because I certainly don't want to assume something or insult anyone. But there is a um, just this week a man from our church. Who is helping us uh, just you know do some of the um, remodeling uh, up at the Elks building? We're just we're not doing anything major. We're just you know painting and and just uh, kind of rearranging some things up there. But this uh, man has got nine kids. It's helping us, and he um, he was telling me you know we were talking about how that works with nine children, and some of his his family is kind of different because the children are really crunched together. At the bottom end, I mean, the they've got they had some a set of twins. They've got, I mean, they've got out of the nine kids, there's a bunch of them under six. And he told me that the little kids learn things from the older kids, but the things they learn they don't really understand. And one of the things he said was, a lot of my little children know their ABCs. They know how to say their ABCs, 
but they don't know what it means to say they're ABCs, which I thought was pretty cute, and it made a lot of sense to me. And when he said that, it made me think about, you know, religious traditions and those kind of things. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. In Mark chapter 12 and verse 32, Jesus or the, a scribe said unto Jesus, when Jesus had just answered this script, the question the scribe asked, the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he, and to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And tonight on our radio program, I want us to talk about what it means to love the Lord with all your understanding. Because just like the story I told about the children that know how to say their ABCs, but don't know what it means, I believe there are people that can go through the motions of Christianity. They, they can, they know, uh, there are people in our city of Dickinson, good people, that every Sunday repeat these words. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And I'm not saying these people, all of them, don't know what it means. But I was married to a, I'm married to a girl that used to go to that church, and she didn't know what it meant. And so tonight I want to talk about how religious traditions, religious habits, many times people are doing things, but they don't really understand why they're doing them. So text me tonight, 701-290-7862 with any questions you've got.
You're on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've got um, a lot of people listening tonight that are texting me from all over the place, and, and including Dickinson. Thank you so much. Uh, just appreciate the text. The pastor, Pastor Schuler up in Grafton, sounds like he preached something similar to what I'm going to be talking about tonight. And um, the, we've got. Uh, uh, people from Fargo listening. What is good of Johnny Lang? What does that mean? Good of Johnny. Was that, was that who was playing good of? I don't get that. Anyway, the uh, Portales is from Breckenridge, Minnesota are listening. We've got, uh, it's 65 degrees in Phoenix, and they've got the heaters running on full blast. A bunch of babies down there in Phoenix. Uh, we've got, we're talking about, we're talking about tonight, about how important it is to know your ABCs. Uh, and and to know your ABCs when it comes to God, and not just knowing how to say them, but to actually know what they mean. That's what I want to talk about. If you missed the opening, uh, we were talking about how little children sometimes learn to say their ABCs before they ever uh, know what their ABCs mean. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with little children learning how, you know, mimicking worship or learning uh, some of the things that go on in church uh, nothing wrong with that, too. But the, uh, in fact, but someday there's going to have to be, there needs to be a eye-opening revelation, spiritual awakening type of uh, of experience. And the reason one of the main things religion is criticized for, I believe, is that people don't know what they're doing. They they attend churches, they go through motions, and many times they don't. And here again, I'm not accusing you of this i'm not please don't say you know because that would be so wrong of me to do that but i i know that there are many many people that have attended church for years and don't know what they're doing my wife was one of those people when i dated my wife uh, she attended a church faithfully but she really never knew what it was all about uh she uh she she told me that in fact when i would i would go to church with her she um she would uh, i would ask her questions because it was a church that i was not familiar with and i would ask her questions and i would say what are they doing here what are they doing there what does this mean what is this why are they doing this uh when you would attend this church that my wife was raised in there was a, a, a some water that people would dip their fingers in and and kind of sprinkle themselves on the way into the church. There was a certain type of kneeling they would do. There was there were certain things when when the minister would say something, they would say something. And I asked her, and there were motions and and different things they would do. And I would say, why are they doing this? And she didn't know. She had no idea. She was going through her life, and there was a puzzle that she had memorized. My wife, when she was a little girl, could say the mass in Latin. And she still can. She still could. In fact, if she heard it said, she could repeat along with it in Latin. But she didn't know. But even when when they changed it to English, she still didn't know what she was doing. In her, my wife went to Catholic schools all of her life until her senior year. All the way through her senior year, in her junior year, there was a. There was a retreat at the Catholic school, and at that retreat, the presence of God touched these juniors, 
And they were all crying. The whole class was crying. The boys were crying. The girls were crying. And my wife said she didn't know what it was. But they got a little taste of what God was trying to do for them in their life. You know, religion... Now you think, oh, you're taking pot shots at the Catholic Church tonight, Pastor Pastor Bob. Not necessarily. But if the shoe fits, you've got to wear it. But this can happen in any church. You can grow up in, in a Pentecostal church, and um, if you grow up in a Pentecostal church, it can... It can uh, you can also get sidetracked. You can you could also miss the point. You know there there is not it's not taking pot shots at any particular church today as much as I'm trying to say that you can miss the big picture. There is a danger in habits when it comes to Christianity. That's why Jesus said not to pray repetitive prayers. He, um, that's why Jesus, uh, you know, he, he said, don't do that. Don't, don't pray repetitive prayers. Why? Because when you pray a repetitive prayer, after a while, it, it could be that it doesn't mean anything to you. That's why it's important not to just sing the same song every time you come to church. Because after a while, you can lose the meaning of the song. Like, for instance, I love the song Amazing Grace. I love the song. But if I sang it every single day and I didn't think about what I was saying, it's like knowing your ABCs but not knowing what it means. And so we are creatures of habit. Uh, habits are safe. Some habits can be good. Many habits can be good. Good habits can be good. But when we run our life by habits, especially our, our spiritual life by habits, then we we um, just kind of become mindless creatures in some ways, or we could. We need to be very, very careful how habits are used in our walk with God, in our spiritual walk. Because we can miss, you know, you've heard the expression missing the forest because of the trees. You can miss the whole thing. Like you can, you can, we started with that scripture that we're supposed to love God with the understanding We've got to understand what we're doing because you can go through the motions and and not really understand why you're doing the things you're doing. And like I say, this can happen in the Catholic Church, can happen in the Lutheran Church. My wife growing up, it can happen in the Pentecostal Church. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not oblivious to the fact that no matter what you get used to can become a habit. We've got a lot of Pentecostal people listening tonight. And um, and you can be all smug and and um, and and kind of think you're superior maybe to a Catholic because they have so much repetition in their service. But what you do can become repetition too. Like you can you can run the aisles at just the right time, or you can know when to say Amen at the right pause. I mean, you can. It, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, there's a danger in the habits. You know, I um, I I know that. Uh, uh, when I see, uh, like I say, the the way my wife was raised, it was my wife loved. Here again, uh, please don't be offended by this, but my l- wife loved the time of the Catholic Mass when it was time for communion, because she liked to see what everybody was wearing, 
you know, all of all the families, you know, they, they were very close church. Uh, all, all these families she loved to see, you know, if anybody got a new outfit, um, you know, like she, she loved that, you know, and of course the girls are kind of, I mean, you can't say that they wouldn't notice things like that as boys, you know, we probably wouldn't notice it as much, but, but the, um, you see, you can go to church and not understand what you're doing. And I'm not accusing you of this. Like I got a feeling this program may make some people upset, but this, what I'm talking about tonight is so important. God wants us to understand. All through the Gospels, Jesus was talking to religious people. And these religious people got very, very angry at Jesus because he told them they didn't understand. He said, you are missing the point. Like in one place in the book of Matthew, Jesus said that you guys you guys tithe and and uh, even tithe of the herbs that grow around your house, he said. You, you, uh, you, 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 all the the parts of the law you're doing, he said. But you missed the whole point. The three greatest things, he said. You're not even noticing. In one one place, he told he told people, he said that that um, this people's heart is waxed gross. And their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. You see this, and all through the Gospels, Jesus was telling religious people, you don't understand what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You're missing the point. You're going through motions uh, in one place, his, Jesus' disciples were not washing their hands a certain way, a certain a ceremonial way before they ate. And so Jesus and his disciples were criticized because of that. And Jesus told them, he said, he said, you guys, you have taken your traditions and through your traditions have set aside the word of God and made it of none effect. You know, like, like, uh, and and we we'll probably talk about some of these traditions tonight, but this this uh, you know Jesus when he said this he told him it's not if you wash your hands or not he said it's not the things that go into your mouth that make you unclean <laughs> he said it's the things that come out of your mouth that make you unclean that that's what he you know that this this is not uh, but but here again when people miss start missing the point and. And there are people, the reason I'm really careful on the subject is there are people that criticize all of us. They think we miss the point. Like, like, um, like for instance, how come your church isn't feeding the homeless? You know, that's what churches are supposed to do. Well, I, I believe in churches doing that and I believe in churches going to prisons. And in fact, I, I believe I got a guy listening to me tonight that's from our prison ministry just got out. And just, Justin, if you're listening, hello. And I hope he's listening tonight. Um, I believe that that churches should help out people, but you can get so wrapped up in doing your little church thing that you don't even know what God wants you to do. So we've got to we've got to have an understanding, and this understanding doesn't have anything to do with your IQ. We're living in a world that is very intelligent in some ways, technology and so on. Uh, but it's like the book of Romans chapter 1 that says professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Because now we've got a world that's so intelligent 
that they don't even know whether they're men or women or not. You know, I can honestly tell you that when I grew up, I'm 59 years old, that I don't think there was a boy or girl in school that wondered whether they should be a boy or girl or not in Bismarck, North Dakota. I think uh, 10 years ago, there wasn't a boy or a girl that wondered whether they were a boy or a girl in school. But now, we've got people thinking they're a boy when they're really a girl. Or they're a girl when they're really a boy. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. Why? Because they missed the whole point. Like people say, well, Pastor Bob, you know, you say things about transgender, homosexual, what do you hate those people? Of course I don't hate those people. Of course not. These people need help. They're confused. They, they, they're just like a lot of people and other kinds of problems. You know, we're, we're here to help you. If you're going through some of that, don't think our church hates you. We'd be glad to have you come to our church. But the point is that, that churches that go through the motions don't even know why they believe what they believe. Like, for instance, people, if I, if I make the statement homosexuality is a sin, people would say, well, you, you know, Jesus loves sinners. See, of course he did. But you don't know what the word says. You, you, you are repeating your ABCs, but you don't. What does it mean to love people if you're not trying to help them get right with God? What does it mean? So, the very beginning of understanding God is through faith. That's the very beginning. Faith in God will help you to understand everything. And if you don't have faith, um, you really are living a life of no purpose. You're missing the whole point. There's no reason to exist. Without faith, I'm going to tell you, without faith in God, you have no reason to exist. You don't know why you're here. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what your purpose is. Faith in God is the beginning of those things. Text me tonight, 
tuned into the Tell It Like It Is radio program. This is a live program coming from Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, many of you know that because you're you know me. You live here in Dickinson, and you are listening tonight on the AM station. You know me. Some of you know me as Bob Simons, the guy that owns Simons Homes. You know me as that guy. And uh, some of you know me as Pastor Simons, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, which is at 105 7th Avenue West for one more month. And then we're going to be moving to 501 Elks Drive, which is we bought the top portion of the Elks building. And uh, Friday night and Saturday night, we had people showing up to have to go to the Elks for a steak. Now, the Elks actually is, is remodeling in the basement, and they're going to be open again. I'm not sure what their time frame is, but, but anyway, so if you want to go eat that steak, you'll be able to do that eventually. But until then, you uh, if you come to our church, there's, you'll have to come on Wednesdays, and you won't get steak, but you'll get the Word of God Sun, Wednesdays at 7.30, Sundays at 10 o'clock. And right, as, I, as I said, for the next month, we'll still be at 105 7th Avenue West. We're talking tonight about, about learning your ABCs when it comes to God, but not learning them in the sense of just being able to recite them, but to really understand them. I'm, I believe the reason that people's religion doesn't do them any good is because, number one, it could be wrong. Number two, it could be that they don't really understand what they're doing. Faith is the beginning of understanding God. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding God. The Bible says there are some things that can only be understood through faith. Like the Bible says we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God through faith. We know that. Like, I know God made the world. How do I know it? Can I prove it to you scientifically? No, I can't. But I can prove it to you because of faith. I know it because of faith. You can know things because of faith. Uh, the uh, fear of the Lord, the Bible said, is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9 and 10. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So God will show you, he'll open your understanding if you begin to follow him. And let me ask, let me tell you this before I move on. If you want understanding, James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto you. So what it's saying here is God won't get onto you for asking a dumb question, and he will give you the answer. He'll show you what to do. Kind of like in Acts chapter 9, we read of the Saul of Tarsus, who was a Jew that thought Christians were perverting the truth, and so he was having them arrested and thrown into jail, and some were even killed. And on the way to Damascus to arrest more, Jesus appeared to Saul, and he he said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul asked Jesus two questions. He said, who are you, Lord, and what will you have me to do? Jesus said, I am Jesus who you persecute. And then he, and then his other answer was, you, you need to go to the city and it will be told you what to do. And of course, the Lord had, <coughs> had already talked to a man in Damascus that went to Saul of Tarsus. And of course, Saul was baptized. He received the Holy Ghost. We, we know, of course, in 1 Corinthians 14 that, that he was a tongue talking person. And, um, and so this, if you are serious about knowing God, you will get to know him. You really will. But if you can't find God in your religion, it's because everybody's around there saying the ABCs, but they don't know what the ABCs mean. 
And I believe until God opens our eyes, until we let God open our eyes, for all practical purposes, we're not really much different than a higher form of animal. You know, we eat, we sleep, we reproduce. But without faith and knowledge in God, what is our reason for existence? During the break, during that last song, Seth was talking to me about how we were talking about how everybody's got to have a purpose. You know, without purpose, you couldn't live. But some people's purpose is like, you know, taking care of their dog or their cat. Or maybe some people's purpose is simply, um, you know, taking care of their family, which is certainly a good thing. Uh, maybe some people's purpose is um, materialism. Like, you know, i got to have more and more and more and I want to have this big old house. But like my brother-in-law says, you know what dogs do to big wheels? They just pee on them. I mean, like a lot of these, uh, do you have a reason to exist that will outlast you? So we, th- there has got to be a purpose, a reason. There's got to be a defining moment. When I started the program out with these little kids that know how to say their ABCs, someday we'll have a little light go on and they'll be like, ah, that's what those 26 letters mean. Oh, they form words. You know, let me let me um, let me just kind of bring this home with just a few examples. Let's talk about the cross of Jesus. I was twenty years old, and I had no idea what the cross of Jesus meant. Now, I my mom wished. I think I really do believe she wished that as a family we would have gone to church more, and uh, we we really didn't go to church a lot. But I, I'm telling you, I had no spiritual understanding when I was young. None. Zero. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know anything about the cross. Didn't know anything about who Jesus was. I mean, I knew of a man, or I've heard of a man named Jesus, but I didn't know what what the story was. I, I had no idea why he, I mean, I realized he died on a cross, but I didn't know why. So I could have said the ABCs, but... I, I couldn't tell you what they meant. And I think maybe there are people listening to me on the radio tonight like that. That's my hope anyway. That you don't really understand why Jesus went to the cross. Like you don't you don't know. Maybe you go to church. Maybe you and your family go to church every Sunday. But you really don't know what that means. What does the cross mean? Now, is the cross something you just use to chase away vampires? Is that what the cross means? You know, like, you think vampires are afraid of the cross? I mean, you know, some people use the cross as a religious symbol. You know, they hang it around their neck. and it may. You know, I heard that in wartime, a lot of people have crosses on, hoping somehow to ward off bullets or, or whatever else. But is that what the cross is? That's not what the story of the cross is. You see, the story of the cross... Like I said, I was 20 years old when I first heard this story. And the story of the cross is about God who came to this earth in the form of a man. Because of our sin, he went to the cross to die so that he could take the punishment for all of mankind's sin. And then we would transfer our sin to this only righteous man that ever lived. And he would transfer to those that believe and repent 
and follow the plan of salvation, that he would transfer his righteousness to them. This is the story of the cross. This is what why Paul said, I chose to know nothing among you, but of Jesus Christ, him crucified. That's why Paul said that, uh, that I came to you and preached the gospel, which is the power of God. And the gospel is the story of Jesus dying on the cross. But you see, even as I say that right now, there are people that may may not get it. You may not understand it. You may not realize that this has something to do with you. It has everything to do with you. Because Jesus came and died on a cross for mankind's sin, and you're part of mankind. I mean, if you're listening tonight. So there is a reason. There is a purpose. There's, there's got to be an understanding. Do you have a revelation or an understanding of the cross? Do you have a revelation? or And to have a revelation or understanding of the cross, you've got to have a revelation and an understanding of who Jesus is. Jesus was not just a man, but Jesus was God with us. The Bible says there's only one God. In in uh, 1 Corinthians, the Bible said to us, there is but one God, even the Father. There's only one God. That's it. So who was Jesus? Jesus was the visible image of the invisible God. He was truly a man, and but that spirit that was in him was the Father. And the Holy Spirit and the Father are the same person. And so this, but see, here again, through tradition, like through tradition, people don't understand who Jesus is. They don't understand. They don't know who he is. They don't, they don't realize that he is the one true God in a visible form. You know, they, they don't, they don't understand this. Uh, in fact, religion has muddied the waters to the point where even Jesus' mother, Mary, people don't understand about her what's right. You know, I mean, they, they think Mary was born of a virgin. You know, the Bible, of course, doesn't say anything about it. Uh, you know, and there's just so many traditions, so many ideas that have, have become so old that people don't even question it. People are saying they're ABCs, but they're saying them wrong sometimes. And because they don't know what they mean, they don't really understand what they're saying. You know, for, for instance, uh, where did a teaching come up that a minister or a pastor couldn't be married? Where did that ever come up? Well, it came up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But it didn't come from the Bible because even Peter was married. If Peter can be married, Pastor Bob can be married. Right? I mean, I'm not as great as Peter was. You know, I mean, if Peter can be married, the Pope could be married. Couldn't he? I mean, I, I hope the Pope's listening tonight. He, You know what? If you guys, Pope, if you're listening tonight, if you guys call Peter the first Pope, I want you to know the Bible says he was married. He was married, he was married, he was married. Not only did Jesus heal his mother-in-law when she was sick, but the Bible says that Paul said 
that Peter would take his wife with him on his missionary journeys. So how in the world do churches get these ideas? It's because we recite things long enough and we start thinking that's the way it is. You know, this, this, um, we've got to learn, we've got to know, we've got to understand. Why do we believe the things we believe? Tradition and habits are very, very, very dangerous when it comes to our walk with God. Why don't you play a song, Seth, and I'm going to catch up on these texts and we're going to come up and finish up this program. A loser without direction I drifted aimlessly On the backside of a place called nowhere Forgotten by humanity When they talked about potential They did not refer to me Cause everyone could clearly see What I was I'd always be He saw not what I was He saw Still he 
Well, good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Robert Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West, soon to be uh, 501 Elks Drive here in Dickinson. We bought the uh, former Elks building, uh, the New Life Pentecostal Church. Uh, right now, 105 7th Avenue West, right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our church phone number is 701-264-7862. Again, church phone number is 701-264-7862. If you need a ride, just give us a call there. Or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on from 806 to 906 Mountain Time every Sunday night. 806 to 906 Mountain Time every Sunday night. Uh, if you want to get involved with the program, feel free to give us a call in studio, 701-225-5133, or give us a text with any questions or comments you may have or where you're listening from or how you heard about us. We enjoy that, too. Uh, the text number tonight, 701-290-7862. Again, 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, it's robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, tonight, and uh, thanks, thank you for all your texting. Um, and hello to George from Valley City and uh, Brother Roland from Kentucky, and, of course, um, just all the rest of you that have texted. I didn't get to say everybody who was, who was listening tonight, but we're talking about, and here again, I hope that I'm being understood. I'm not accusing people that recite prayers of, you know, that they don't know what they're saying, okay? I, I, that would be so wrong of me to do that, and I... I'm not a, you know, I, I believe there's nothing wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer. Um, you know, I, I do, but I do believe that there is a danger in any type of repetitive, re, repetitive thing. Just like the reason there's a danger in it is because just like little children can say the ABCs and not know them, sometimes by saying them, we think there's going to be some kind of magic thing that goes with it. And if you don't mean it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to have a defining moment, a revelation. In, a rev, revelation. The word I like to use is a spiritual awakening. That's that's what I like to use is a spiritual awakening in your life, where you see things, you understand things. Um, there was a prophet named Elisha, and their their city was surrounded by an enemy army, and Elisha's servant said, "Lord," or he said, "Elisha, what are we going to do?" And Elisha said, prayed, and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And when Elisha prayed that prayer, the Lord opened the eyes of his servant, and he saw the angels of the Lord all around that city going to protect them. Somewhere we need to understand what's going on when it comes to God. We really do. You know, the, the um, uh, I know that one of the, this you know, I think of moments in my life when 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 I talk to sincere people that just don't understand, and how sad I am. I remember um, there was a man I was working on his house down in Scranton, North Dakota, south of Scranton, North Dakota, and he was talking to me about the Bible and how he didn't. He said, "I it doesn't make any sense to me." He said, "My children want me to read them Bible stories, and I do," but he said they don't make any sense to me. He said, they want me to read them stories about David and Goliath. And I do. But he said, I don't understand what the point of that story is. Like, you know, this guy curses God and David kills him and cuts his head off. 
He goes, I don't understand why. Like, why? Why? What? What? Why should? Why? What does that mean? Like, why? And and he really was sincere. He was a sincere person. Uh, many people, I think, have given up on church, on Christianity, on God because they don't understand. They don't. They don't know what's going on. And I and I. It makes me feel really, really bad. Because there is a, there is an understanding that you can have. God can open your eyes. He can show you. You know, I I um, when I was um, I, I was I was twenty years old. I had developed a very strong drug addiction problem in my life. I it looked like on the outside that I had everything going for me. I was I had athletic scholarships. I was going to college for free. I had I had. Um, a beautiful wife and a beautiful little baby boy, and it seemed like everything was going well. But I knew I came to a point when I tried to quit using drugs. When my one of my best friends checked himself into a drug treatment center, and I tried to quit. I made it for three days, and I couldn't quit. And I began to uh, to get desperate. I, I began to. Search. I, I remember, um, you know, I, I remember uh, the, the despair that I was in, and and this, uh, what happened to me, was the very first time that God began to these defining moments in my life. I was in the delivery room with my first son, and when he was born, I felt something there. And I didn't know what it was. But I felt something that was different than anything else I'd ever felt. And when I came out of that delivery room, my friend who had been in the treatment center was out now. And I told him, I said, I felt something. He was in the, he was in the waiting room. And, he, and I said, I felt something in there. And he said, that was God. You felt God. You felt the presence of God. And so I... Um, I thought, wow, that's really neat. In fact, that night, uh, some of my friends threw a party in my honor. You know, I had my first son, and they bought some champagne and some high-grade marijuana and some other type of drugs. But that night was the first night for a long time that I rejected those things. I said, I don't want to take them because I feel so high right now. I don't want to take them. And that was the beginning of a spiritual awakening in my life. I didn't it wasn't that I quit using drugs right then, but it was just a short time later. My wife and I was I was going to college in Valley City, that's where my wrestling scholarship was. And uh and we uh uh I was I had I was sick and I went to the to the to the uh drugstore to buy some cough medicine. And on the way back from the drugstore I stopped by that Cheyenne River and I was just smoking some pot. And I heard a voice speak to me. And the voice said, get out of your car and throw your pot and your pipe into that river. And when I heard that voice, immediately I heard another voice that said, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't do that. You'll just have to buy more anyway. But the other voice said, no, throw it in the river. And the other voice said, don't throw it away. Give it to your friends. And the other voice said, throw it away. And right then I had a spiritual Revelation, like the ABCs were starting to make sense. I thought, this must be God talking to me to throw away my pot. 
and, the, and this must be the devil talking to me to keep it. I got out of my car. I threw that pot away. You say, that's a crazy story, Pastor, Pastor Bob. Well, that was 40 years ago. 39 years ago it was. And that's the last time I ever used drugs again. In fact, I sent, uh, I wished I could find this tape. I wished I could hear it. But right after that experience, now here again, I hadn't um, gone to a church, Pentecostal church yet at this point. But I, I sent a cassette tape of what happened to me. I recorded it and sent it to a friend of mine, one of my best friends who was wrestling in a college in the state of Washington. He and I wrestled through high school together, our first two years of college together. I told him what happened to me. He listened to that tape, and he threw all of his drugs away. He's never used them since. You see, I'm telling you, you need a spiritual revelation. I told my wife, I I, uh, I told her, I I said, um, I said we, we need to uh, try a different church. She, she was fine with that. She, she was glad I wanted to go to a church. She was raised going to church. I said, let's try that little Pentecostal church. I didn't even know it was called, what it was called. In fact, uh, the lady that was there that first service, the pastor's wife's listening to, to me tonight. And uh, my pastor's wife, Sister Walters, just a wonderful lady. And, um, and we, we, um, I, I told my wife, let's go to that Pentecostal church. We, we, um, that same Saturday, the friend of mine from the drug treatment center called me and said, my wife and I are trying a new church this Sunday. We'd like you and Lori to go with us. I said, which church is it? He told us it's that corner on the, the, the church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. I said, kind of funny you would ask that. We were thinking of going to that church anyway for some reason. Then Lori's friend Debbie called her that same day and said, I'm getting baptized this Sunday. We, I want you and Bob to be there. And Lori said, which church is it? She goes, it's that cor- Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And when I walked into that church, I didn't I didn't have a clue what they were doing. I didn't know what they were doing. I had no idea. Never been to a Pentecostal church before. But a portion of the preaching changed my life forever. And I and the preacher said if you're if you want God to help you with your problems, why don't you raise your hand and ask Jesus the teacher to come into your life? And I didn't do it right then. But it was that same week, that next Wednesday that I was baptized in the name of Jesus. My wife was baptized a few days later in the name of Jesus. You've got to, there is a revelation. There is a reason. There, this can make sense to you. You know, you, you, but you have to seek and you have to look and you have to ask and you will find. You really will. There is, there is a, um, and you know what? Our church wants to be part of that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that once you understand the gospel story, you won't be an addict anymore. You know, there, <clears throat> love God with your understanding. You got to understand this. Once you realize Jesus went and died on the cross for your sins, um, you know, why are you going to want to keep sinning anymore? When you realize it was your sins that put him on there, that changes everything. Because there becomes a spirit of thankfulness. We're not working our way to heaven. We're living this way because we we're wanting to be. We're thankful to God for what He did for us. So maybe, maybe, um, 
tonight you can see your next move. Maybe God will begin to show you what you need to do next. I know Seth already gave out the information, but the phone number he has been giving out this whole broadcast is actually my personal cell phone number, 701-290-7862. And if you want to know more about God, know more about our church, uh, definitely text me, call me, um, whatever whatever we can do to help you. I mean, if you're hungry for God, um, I believe if you seek, Jesus said, you will you will find. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close our broadcast, we ask you to help each one in our listening audience. Lord, I'm praying and believing, God, that there's some that are listening tonight, maybe that this is their story. Maybe that's why I'm speaking on this tonight, that they really don't understand. They really don't know. Maybe they're even going through the motions and going to church and and really don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. Maybe they're doing it because their parents already did it. Their grandparents always have done this. And I pray that tonight you'll begin to open their eyes, put light on in their hearts, light in their minds, show them, God, what the right way is, and help them tonight in the name of Jesus. Well, appreciate you listening, and I appreciate my friend Stormy listening from the Philippines tonight. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, come and see me Wednesday night at our church here in Dickinson or in our church in Beach on Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. God bless. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.